vampires, werewolves, and ghosts, oh my. It almost feels like since the beginning of time, story after story, movie after movie, the standard vampire, werewolf, and shadow ghost have become household haunts. We know of the luring and charming vampire set to spin you in their trap and sink their teeth in your neck, or the poor unfortunate soul that transforms into a great big half-human, half-wolf every full moon. We hear of shadow ghosts lurking just out of view, making you think you've lost your mind. But are these creatures the same across all cultures? Each land and its people carry their own folklore about these monsters that at times have similarities and other times are completely different. In today's episode, I take things back to the roots, to my Armenian roots. Today, we pull apart the haunting creatures within Armenian folklore. So let's dive into that. Welcome to Audibly Haunted. I'm your host, Ani Kachadorian. Before I start this podcast, I want to take just a second to thank each and every one of you. This podcast is definitely something I've wanted to do for a very long time, and watching it grow with all of your support is truly a blessing. So I just want to thank each and every one of you for following, for listening, for downloading, for sharing and commenting. It all means so much to me. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And there is so much more to come. So stay tuned. And without further ado, let's get into it. Throughout recorded history, Armenia and Armenians are stated to be the home to the world's oldest civilization. Armenia is also the first nation to adopt Christianity in 1301 AD. But before Christianity consumed Armenia and its people, ancient Armenians followed the beliefs of Zoroastrianism. They were fire-worshipping pagans and believed in the constant, everlasting, cosmic fight between good and evil. Here is where I believe the beauty of the Armenian people was born. Even after leaving behind those beliefs, the richness within the way ancient Armenians viewed the world around them has followed into modern Armenia and her people. Unfortunately, with the change in religion, as the people found their place in Christianity, many of the written pagan folklores were burned and destroyed as they were deemed ungodly. But the stories within her people still lived, and they kept the stories alive to this day. Within the Armenian Zoroastrian and pagan folklores, many were uplifting and talked of good. They were reported to house 79 different gods and goddesses. These stories would touch on the deity standing up against evil and prevailing time and time again. You had the god Aramazad, who in Zoroastrian lore was creator god, or the goddess Anahit, 
who was the goddess of healing and fertility, and oddly enough, also the goddess of war, along with so many other powerfully strong figures in the stars above. But with every story of good, stories and folklore of creatures far more sinister were born. The snow-capped peaks of Mount Ararat and the land around Armenia are rich with life and stand strong out in the distance. However, Armenian folklore states a territorial creature lurks in the shadows, stalking its victims as they venture onto the land. Stories have named this creature Dakanavar, otherwise known as the Armenian Vampire. But let's just say he's not your average vampire. The Dakanavar is more of an introvert and wants people to leave his lands alone. Instead of being the charming vampire that lures its victims to their lair, the Dakanavar stalks his victims as they wander through his mountains. When those who travel near fall asleep, he sucks their blood through the soles of their feet, taking their lives. Not much is known about the Dakanavar, however, in 1854, Baron von Halthausen released his book Transcaucasia, Sketches of the Nations and Races Between the Black Sea and the Caspian. And he tells the tale of the Dakanavar, and the story goes like this. There once dwelt in a cavern in this country a vampire called Dakanavar, who would not endure anyone to penetrate into these mountains or count their valleys. Everyone who attempted this had, in the night, his blood sucked by the monster from the soles of his feet until he died. The vampire was, however, at last outwitted by two cunning fellows. They began to count the valleys, and when night came on, they lay down to sleep, taking care to place themselves with the feet of one under the head of the other. In the night, the monster came, felt as usual, and found a head. Then he felt the other end and found a head there also. Well, he cried, I have gone through these whole 366 valleys of these mountains, and I have sucked the blood of people without end, but never yet did I find any with two heads and no feet. So the saying goes, he ran away and was never more seen in that country. But ever after, the people have now known that the mountain has 366 valleys. Though much of this tale was lost through time, the fear this creature strikes in people to this day still remains. To this day, as Armenians venture out into the mountains, precautions are taken to protect themselves from the Dakanavar. Travelers would pack garlic and cloves in their pockets, while also creating a garlic paste to rub on their shoes, as the Dakanavar sucks the blood through your feet. And when travelers spent the night in the woods, they created roaring fires and burned garlic within the flames to spread the aroma of garlic. The mentions of garlic are where you see the similarities to the traditional vampire. I guess some things are just universal. Mm -hmm. 
Many things lurk within the shadows. Some, at times, like the Takanavar, make themselves known. They carry a physical body. But what about the shadows? The shadows that sit just at the corner of your eye, or the shadows that vanish when you try to look at them? Armenian folklore does not touch too much on the paranormal, except for one specific creature. That creature is called the Nahag. This is a being that carries many shapes and forms. The Nahag is a monstrous evil spirit within Armenian folklore. They are the things of nightmares. They lurk just beyond your reach. It is said within the folklore stories that they roam earth killing or eating anyone that crosses their path. They are said to be able to manipulate reality by planting fear and doubt into the minds of their victims. Nahags are the Armenian equivalent to what today we would call shadow spirits within the paranormal world. I feel like at some point in all of our lives, we've all encountered a fast-moving shadow that just catches our attention. A shadow or movement that we just cannot exactly explain. Shadow spirits or ghosts are at times accompanied with physical manifestations like sleep paralysis. The nightmarish feeling that you're unable to move, speak, or even yell in your most vulnerable state. And let's add to that the movement of a shadow spirit that at times even comes physically in contact with you. Shadow spirit encounters tend to be followed with the feeling of intense dread. After seeing one, people will state that whatever it was, wasn't once human. So, the question always remains, are shadow spirits the ghosts of lost souls, or something much more sinister? The Nahag in Armenian tales are described as the restless souls of those who have died in traumatic circumstances, and or who have not been given proper burial ritual. But because of their shape-shifting nature, because they plague the mind, they are at times seen more to be demons. The hogs were known to emotionally scar and mentally exhaust its victims. If you ask me, this seems to be the Armenian embodiment of demonic possessions. Ancient Armenians still had their own protection rituals against these creatures, I think they may have told themselves the Nahag was a human spirit and not a demon, so they can sleep at night. Just like all folklore, it becomes a game of telephone with each telling. A different telling says that the Nahag would take form of a seal, or oftentimes it took form of a woman. This woman would lure men to the water's edge and then pull them under the water. They would use their victims for their lust, and once they were done with them, the Nahag would drink their blood. I guess you can say the reading of this story turns the Nahag into what we would call a siren. Just like the Nahag, sirens would lure sailors in by their beautiful voices, and then they would drown them. Within the paranormal or horror world, one creature has made its way into several different movies 
and books. Everyone has a favorite. It might be a long-haired, where have you been, Loka, Jacob from Twilight, or much more frightening adaptations found in movies like The Underworld. This creature of nightmares is the werewolf. Within Armenian folklore, they are called the Mardahiles, and often appeared as devs or evil spirits within many of the stories. But the Mardahil is not exactly your textbook werewolf. For starters, this curse seems to only affect women. Men were never a part of the tales describing this creature. Also, the curse would not be caused by a bite like a traditional way, but rather by being cursed to wear a wolf skin. A wolf skin carrying spirit would come to a sinful woman to curse her and force her to wear the pelt. Some tellings state the change is involuntary, while other tellings state that she can change when and where she pleases. And where a werewolf is cursed for life, Amar Dahil is only cursed for seven years. When a woman is deemed sinful and she is cursed to become the creature, the curse forces her to hunt a very specific prey. To add more torture to the curse, she must hunt her own children first, then the children of her family and relatives. To destroy Amar Dahil, it takes more than just a silver bullet. Ancient Armenian folklore stated the only way to kill the Mardahail is if you burn her wolf skin. But when she is the beast, she is as fast as the wind and protects the pelt and hides it well. The description of the folklore tale again is listed in Baron von Hauthausen's book I mentioned earlier. The story goes, a man once saw a wolf which had carried off a child dash past him. He pursued it hastily, but was unable to overtake it. At last, he came upon the hands and feet of a child, and a little further on he found a cave in which lay a wolf skin. This he cast into the fire, and immediately a woman appeared who howled and tried to rescue the skin from the flames. The man, however, resisted, and as soon as the hide was consumed, the woman had vanished into the smoke. While this story is a little bit more straightforward, different tellings add a supernatural element to the Armenian werewolf. One story states, A young, newly married woman had been transformed into a werewolf. Once, when she was washing a guest's feet, she observed that the feet were very white and tender. She liked this a lot. At night, when everyone was asleep, she put on the wolf's pelt and came to devour the guest. However, the brave guest stabbed her in the breast with his dagger. Milk squirted from her breast into the sky, and traces of this milk are till now visible as the Milky Way. When the curse comes to an end and the seven years is up, 
the wolfskin ascends to the heavens, and the woman is free. Though what remains really is a frightened shell of who she used to be. Armenians believed in the battles within the cosmos. For them, this is where the answers were held. The Mardahail, out of all the haunting creatures, seemed to be the one connected to the stars and sky. It was the destruction of the Mardahail that sent many stars to the sky and created the Milky Way. For ancient Armenians, it seemed freedom was within the heavens. Doing the research for this episode, for me, was definitely an eye-opening experience. So much of my culture was lost, but it was not exactly forgotten. The creatures that haunted the people of Armenia tens of thousands of years ago still live within the literature today. With the same richness within the stories of good, Armenian folklore gave the same effort to the supernatural nightmares they created. I think it's super important to continue the folklore of your culture because to lose that beauty would just be crushing. Every culture has their folklore that sends chills down your spine and makes your hair stand on end. I think it's important to share those tales the same way we may share uplifting or godly ones. For me, discovering the haunting folklore within my Armenian roots has given new meaning for the things that may just go bump in the night. This has been Audibly Haunted, and I'm your host, Ani Kachadorian. You can find Audibly Haunted wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon Music, you name it. Give it a listen, drop a rating, a review, and share with all your friends. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you all next week.